This 710 podcast is brought to you by Francis Coppola's Diamond Collection Wines. Coppola's Diamond Collection offers the perfect wines to celebrate both big and small occasions this summer. Claret Cabernet Sauvignon is the perfect pairing with juicy burgers. And Diamond Sparkling Prosecco goes great with friends at your next garden party. Enjoy your summer with Diamond Collection Wines. Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Sonoma, California. Please drink responsibly. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Just the 90 minutes from wherever you are. Linz, what do you got? Well, did you guys know that orange juice prices are soaring and they're currently higher than ever? And that don't expect any relief anytime soon because, uh, yeah, it's just going to keep going up. It hit a record high yesterday of $3.56 per gallon. Um, You're saying nationally? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the cost of frozen orange juice concentrate has also yeah. soared 200. Does that mean? Well, because I was going to say, like in California and Florida, are they cheaper because say, they make I, they have oranges I, I, there, or, or, or well, like everything else? Is it more expensive in California? Like gas nationally is like 375, yeah. and in California, um, on average, it's like six dollars. Yeah, it's a little different. It's it's like a, the entire country is experiencing these high prices of orange juice because Florida, which is the biggest producer of oranges in the U.S., has been hit especially hard due to Hurricane Irma and Hurricane Ian last year. Yeah. And then now- Better believe in climate. Right. Well, there's a bacterial disease that was transmitted by some type of insect that has completely destroyed a lot of the citrus sure. groves oh, down no. in Florida. And so that's what's causing the prices to go high. Yeah. Wow. Among right? other things. Is that right? Yeah. I think Among other things? I think there's some other factors there some market forces if you will that have uh, i'm not touching why but there's other yeah all i know is i recently was at a place and i bought they have this fresh squeezed orange juice you know it was like four dollars for this little tiny bottle mateo downs orange juice every day and it's amazing kids taking me you know i I gotta go take out a loan to pay to feed this kid dude listen I, i bought this little thing of orange juice and I'm like, this is the best orange juice. And for whatever reason, that morning I put it in my refrigerator. I swear to you, it's been like a week. It's still sitting there. And I'm thinking, this is fresh squeezed orange juice. Does it still work? Is the orange juice still good a week later if it's fresh squeezed? Because it's super dark down at the bottom no. and then lighter well, up at the top. You do have to shake it. But if it's, there's this kind of brand called Evolution. And it's not fresh pressed, but it's fresh orange juice. And it doesn't have all like the additives and stuff that they sweeten it with and whatever. It's like completely organic orange juice. It's so good. It's like 12 bucks. For what is it like? Uh, they sell it in a pint. It's so worth it. I don't know, man. Everything is so damn expensive. Getting man. the oranges to the factory is harder than ever. That's all is, I'm going to say about that. Is that, that right? Yes, that's part of it. It's called supply chain costs. Why is that? You can tell me. You can look that up on your own. I, I think don't just know. Just Google you, it. You, many you, many you. of us in this room know why. You, being a handsome man and a leader of a community, <laughs> clearly know more than I do. Well, you know, I mean, that's just part of because it. Because usually- I, I watch pe- the news. People who are more attractive are usually smarter, too. No, and that's so what be- people think. Because you're so, people so much more attractive tra- than I am. People who are more attractive get paid more because people think that they're smarter. That's <laughs> well, like a real thing. Well, you are more attractive, and I assume you are smarter, and I will have to go Google what you're talking about. Let me ask you, have you ever picked an orange? Not really. I mean, maybe off my own tree. Okay, so that's part of the issue. Yeah, we'll just leave it there. Maybe that's off all. my own Thank tree you, I picked an orange. Just leave it there. Thank you, George. I got an all orange right. tree in my backyard. Is that right? Yeah, that good. is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Just the 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right. I told you earlier if you're a Laker fan, this you're going to want exciting. to be listening yeah, this to this. Is, I'm going to be curious to hear what happens here. So, the media days have been happening. Yeah. Continued today. The defending champion, Denver Nuggets yesterday, yeah, as a matter of fact. Yeah. We're, uh, we're holding court. Mm-hmm. And Michael Malone 
was asked about the Lakers talking about the Denver Nuggets. Austin Reeves' story today by our buddy Dave McMiniman. McMiniman. About how that game, they got it circled. On, he's got it circled on the calendar. All right, because that's they're getting their rings that night. They want some get back. And Since the Lakers, we're still using paper calendars, by yes, the way. That's yes. the thing we're all doing. Yeah. Circling the calendar. <laughs> well, it's on you, his phone, dude. Yeah. You, get, you, get, you, well, you can take a screenshot, screenshot of the phone and then circle. Edit. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you can circle. Um, so... It got back to Michael Malone, and Michael Malone got back. What got back to him? That that, what? that the Lakers circling circling oh, the calendar. Okay. And Michael Malone, who obviously the Laker fans were not thrilled with. Why not? Last season with some of the chatter after beating the Lakers, they didn't like Queens Mike. Nobody wanted to see that after they lost the championship. Yeah. Uh, the Western Conference Finals. Queens, as in the city of New- the borough of New York. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Michael Malone was asked about the Lakers and all that chatter. About the Nuggets, and here's what Michael Malone said. I can't speak for anybody in LA. You know, I can speak for the 17 players on our team, 18 players now, and our group. But uh, if they're still worried about us, that's on them. Uh, this is a new season, new challenge, and um, it was a hell of a series against them. I know it was a 4-0 sweep, but all those games seemed like they went down to the wire. And as I said after that game four. Uh, we have tremendous respect for that team. I have tremendous respect for Darvin Ham as a coach and the job that he did. Um, but yeah, I have no. I don't listen to any of that stuff. I don't know what they're saying, and if we're on their minds, then I guess uh, that's on them. It's on them. What's so bad? It's on them. It's, you know, I don't need to talk about you anymore. It was the, rather the, dismissive. The right. champs so are what's here. The, problem? the champs are here. I will say though, George, I found this to be. I don't want to go so far Champs as to say, are here. It's interesting how you heard it versus how I heard it. I don't want to go so far as to say disingenuous, but yeah. like the Lakers were the best competition the Nuggets had throughout all of the playoffs last year, including the finals. Like that, the margin of victory in that series yeah. was smaller than every other one. I don't know that the Nuggets need to act as if the Lakers are offended by something that wasn't very real. That was an overachieving effort, in my personal opinion. By the Lakers. By the Lakers, to the point that, sure, they lost every game. Don't get me wrong. That was clear. We've talked about this at at ad nauseum. However, that was an inspiring situation for the Lakers as evidenced by the fact that, hello, they didn't turn over their whole roster again. I look at the non-dramatic media day of the Los Angeles Lakers and what those comments were as, this is a team that's finally consistent and confident. And for the Nuggets to be acting like, we ain't even thinking about them, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yes, you are. You know what I mean? That, that was the team you had to face going to the finals. Be real. I like Mike talking mess, but being disingenuous about it doesn't seem to make sense to me for a team that's won exactly And that's one what time. it is. I don't, yeah. I don't hear it like He's that. He's being dismissive. I, but listen. He's hold, the dismisser. But, but hold on a second. <laughs> but you also are a dismisser. Well, I, well, so I, I feel like you are a kindred yeah, spirits. Because yeah, here's the thing. Cappy the dismisser. They, they won the championship. <laughs> they did. Right. And so, so the Lakers get offended by everything that the Nuggets said. Like, for example, when they won the championship, there was that whole thing that Malone said about how uh, breaking news, I'm not retiring, something like that. That was funny. He definitely took a shot at LeBron. (laughs) Right, he took a shot at LeBron. Yeah. But they are the champs, and... And at the parade, he said some stuff. Well, it wasn't him. It was the... Was it the owner? Or was it... No, no, even him. He said some stuff, Was it the GM that introduced him as the Lakers' daddy? Yeah. That was an element. That's right. Yeah. But... But I just want to say that it, it seems to me that the Lakers are doing a lot of talking about the Nuggets because the Nuggets are the team that knocked them out, and the Nuggets are the team that everybody thinks is probably going to be the best team in the West again this year. And so if you're the Lakers, you're having to get over the Nuggets to get to where you want to go. 
this to me seems more like the Lakers talking about the Nuggets than the Nuggets being dismissive about the Lakers. That's mm. fair, but I also think that with the Lakers talking about the Nuggets, it's a reasonable thing to talk about because right. of exactly what you said. They won the championship. They went through the Lakers. The Lakers, again, finally keep some guys to the point that you're not guessing at media day what is going to be the starting lineup necessarily and what your, your limit or rather your ceiling is going to be. If you look at last season, you look at this offseason, and you look around the rest of the West, sure, a lot of teams have gotten better, air quotes, in both sides of the ball, but the Lakers have good reason to be decently confident about their chances if they feel that they were that close last year. Couldn't agree with you more. The fact that the Lakers made the moves that they did at the trade deadline last year and the fact that they started to play like a team Mm -hmm. made you think, hey, look, they made this incredible, as you called it, overachieving run. Now, keep that team together, add a piece or two here or there, and then let's see what the Lakers can be. And to your point about Media Day being like no drama because you kind of knew who the roster was because there wasn't massive turnover, there were a few additions. But when you think about what they had done the week before Media Day, they were at a training camp that was being put on by LeBron. He's done that a couple years. Oh, you right. like that? But you want an invite to the LeBron training camp. I would love to go. Camp. That's, I would love well, to especially because it was yeah. in your hood. That's right. what this is right. about. Yeah. But, but think about this. Everybody was there. There wasn't one guy on the team who thought, you know, I I got another week or so on. I I really don't want to go. Every guy was there because now the Lakers are a team. Yeah. Do you think LeBron makes guys bring him orange juice like Cap did with Ma- Magic in uh, winning oh, time? Oh, back in yeah, winning when time? They, when they were yeah. in training camp? I think he meant this Cap yeah. for a second. <laughs> yeah, me no, too. No, no, no. <laughs> Cappy is in uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Cappy would want you to bring orange yeah. juice because it's expensive. Well, right. <laughs> $4 a gallon. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, um, that last night yeah. I, I was meeting with some buddies of mine, and they said this to me at dinner. They said, hey, have you seen winning time? And I immediately said, I saw season one, not season two. Yeah. And they were like, dude, you have to see season two. And not only were they like hyping season two, they were like, I can't believe this series has come to an end. Oh, yeah. Because there's so much more to the story. Have you guys both seen season two? I have not. I only saw the first episode. Well, so I'll tell you this. As somebody that really enjoyed Winning Time a lot, and because I understood the separation it had from the reality that wasn't something I had to get over, I said to people all the time, this show is not actually for Lakers fans. It's for people that were fans of whatever that era of the world was on the calendar. It just happened to like basketball. The second season's premiere episode was better than the entire first season. Straight up. And that's why it was so unfortunate is because they started that bad boy off with a bang. Right. But the problem is they started in the summer when everybody, nobody's home. This is what I'm saying. But the actual episode was better than anything they'd done prior to. And it's unfortunate that it ended up getting canceled. You've got the writer's strikes, this, that, and a third. It's a really good show. By the way, the circle of trust is responding. We're still not thinking about them. They're thinking about us, mentioning us Uh, in their parade, but not mentioning Miami. Come on, bro. Wrenching them where? At Coach Michael Malone, Mike Malone, I didn't call you Mike Malone, Coach. This person did. Uh, Siri, play Shooks, play Shook Ones by Mob Deep at I mean, Sedano at Clinton Yates. Queens, that's where Queens in the palace, you know. But I, I guess it's again Lakers fans. Come on, if they mention you in the parade, operative word parade. Yes, there there are memes. The there are memes. I mean, Will Smith th- memes with a Laker hat keeps you your name out of my mother bleeping mouth in the Sedano and Cap Circle. <laughs> you cannot claim to be a championships or bust team and then worry about when what the champion does is talk about teams that they've beat. That all, doesn't add all up. All I know is this, is that beating the Lakers is actually a bigger deal to the Nuggets than even winning the championship and beating <laughs> Miami because you're knocking off LeBron James. You're knocking off the King. And so, yeah, winning the championship should be the bigger, and that's the one that brings home the trophy. But beating the Lakers was the goal. I would compare it. You ready? You guys all, you guys all busted my chops last year. 
I would compare it to the Padres beating the Dodgers. But Once they beat the Dodgers, that was their World Series. It's yeah. not as regional, but here's the other thing that people forget, George, and that's the last thing I'll say about this, is yeah. that remember when the Lakers won the bubble ch- title? Uh-huh. Yeah. That series with the Nuggets, the one where AD hit yeah. that fallaway shot mm-hmm. yeah. to yep. win to you know, the, to win the, that game. Yeah. Like, that, that was the toughest matchup they faced, at least in my opinion. And so I think there is a little history there. I'm not saying there's a full-blown rivalry. Don't get, me, don't get ahead of ourselves here, but there's a little personal history there that I think the Nuggets yeah. understand. I like more it. tweets in the circle of trust yeah, from Johnny, J A W N E E E E K N E E. Very yeah. creative. Malone definitely backtracking. Now all of a sudden they're acting, quote, humble. Get out of here. Y'all were talking and now we got the receipts. So y'all saying they it's wanted. our problem for keeping the receipts. Uh, Drew says Malone is a clown emoji. Uh, Gregory Ewing says hashtag facts uh, to Johnny's comment. <laughs> and then Adrian says, so the media in caps ask questions to the Lakers about the Nuggets. Then the media in oh, caps runs and asks the Nuggets why yeah. the Lakers keep talking about yeah. them. This, the is why, fault. this is why nobody takes the media serious aside right. from the people within the media. What a joke. Right. What would you be talking about? Right. Would you rather discuss the Dodgers with the Lakers? What else are we supposed <laughs> to be talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are we supposed to ask them? So well, all I know is this. Adrian. Uh, hey, Nuggets won, and the Lakers are doing a lot of talking about, like, right. we won't forget, or we're circling that date on our calendar because they're getting their rings, and we know that they're doing it in front of us. Dude, okay, just, you got to go do it. Yeah. You got to go win it now. Yeah. You know, and, and even yeah. AD the other day and, at Media Day was like, oh, we're not going to forget. LeBron and I have been talking about this all offseason. Yeah. Okay, then go do it. Right. Can right? you imagine? Yeah. I'll, See, Adrian, should we tell you that? What LeBron and AD said? Or is that be, being too much of the media? Yeah, it's your Inside pro, it's the, the media. Two of you guys. Can you media, imagine Alan Sliwa at Media Day? Hey, uh, Braun, you know, uh, I know you guys are looking forward to He would season. never call him Braun. I need to know, uh, how much is orange juice in your local grocery store? <laughs> like, what do you want him to talk about? <laughs> yeah. All right, they're talking about Adrian, going back. I love you, but come on, bro. Come on. Sidebar, this is the last thing I'll say because I got to go. Why? Where are you going? Michael go? Malone. I got to go hang out with the concierge. Well, give oh. me a 30 second uh, after this. Give me th- give me 60 seconds on the baseball playoffs thus far. I will. Okay. Michael Malone, again, from Queens, played basketball in Baltimore in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Darvin Ham might be the only one in the league, coaches-wise, that I don't think Mike Malone might be able to take in a fight. Like, straight up. That dude, I know he's a short, white guy, and people look at him as kind of a chump, but I'm like... He's a crazy person. Any brother, he is. any dude I've been around him a lot. He's Queens a crazy person. And went, played college basketball in the early 90s in Baltimore... Because he was the only white guy there not was. Not tangoing with that dude. Yeah. Not even right, close. I he's a real you. one for me. He By the way, people are complaining that I set off their Siri when I said that uh, comment about <laughs> Mob Deep. Sorry. <laughs> yes. All right. 60 seconds of baseball. Go. Oh, man. There's been a lot of bad base running so far in this uh, series, which I'm not series in this playoffs, which matters because, of course, the rules changed, George. You know, so what, what I'm looking forward to series is who's going to be the most aggressive on the base pass. That's a factor for the Braves. It's also a factor for the Dodgers because they don't necessarily run as well as that team. However, I feel that the Orioles of Baltimore, one of the teams that has I been love forgotten them. by America, I, I, as far they're, as they're the, the American League team I'm rooting for, no question, all day. Yeah. All right, they've done a great job, and here's what they do. And the, the Dodgers have been. They forced, don't have a real flaw. The, the, the Dodgers have been forced into this because of the way that their pitching staff has worked out, but. The O's draft players develop it and then put them in the bigs. Yeah. They're not screwing around with this service time manipulation, waiting for guys to sort of vest so that they don't end up having to pay them a certain money. You're good, you're playing, and they're all on the team, and the team is good. You have to love that if you're a fan of big league baseball. Yeah, and also the one thing you got to love is teams that are not trying to buy championships. The Yankees, the Mets, the Padres, the top three payrolls in all of baseball. Awful. None of them made it. Now the Dodgers and the Astros, they have big payrolls. But teams like Tampa, even though they were eliminated already, and teams like Baltimore that are piecing it together 
through like the the farm system. I like that. You got to see. I mean, Baltimore, Camden Yards. I got to play there once in travel ball. It was really fun. That is a ballpark that will change a series. People forget this because yeah. nobody's been seen a, long a time. playoff game mm-hmm. in yeah. Baltimore. It's been recently. a long time. Been a long time. Yeah. What was the kid's name for the Yankees? Uh, that caught Jeffrey Mayer. Was that his name? That's yeah, that caught Tony Tarasco was yeah, the guy trying to right, catch yeah, the ball. Exactly. They pointed yeah. up. Yep. It's like yep. that damn kid. Yeah. Wasn't that Baltimore? Didn't they have something? That was in New York. It was Baltimore. It was in New York. Yeah, it was a Yankee Stadium, short porch, right, right Correct. field. Yeah. Correct. It's so. like the last thing I thought I've seen of Baltimore, unless it was maybe Earl Weaver teams, yeah. Jim Palmer teams. That was Bal- a uh, Joe Buck Tim McCarver broadcast. True. Well, I to the COT, that. I'll be out at the park on Saturday to see whoever the Dodgers face off against. So, you know, hit me up. Might have some some post game beer. All there right. you go. Nice. All right, the great CY. Thank you for stopping by. Anytime, boys. Have uh, a great show. All right, thank you. All right, coming up next, Cappy. The president of the Handsome Man community. The local chapter. Of course. Yes. The Raiders. There's a lot of questions. And they've got a couple of games that in theory should be winnable. But should that be what's actually on their mind? Let's get to that next. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ooh, baby boy. Come on, Cappy. Uh, uh, uh. I got caught up in the Alicia Silverstone birthday. 47 years old. Yeah. She's a year older than I am. She's great. What was she in that I... uh, Clueless. Clueless, yeah. Yeah. She's in a lot of stuff lately. Oh, really? She was in an Amazon show um, the summer before I turned 30. I don't watch any shows on Amazon, basically. Remember she was in those Aerosmith videos, too? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't want to close my eyes. Did you see Aerosmith is not touring because... Steven Tyler blew out his voice. Fractured his larynx. Yeah, dude. Bad. Crazy. I mean, dude, when you're like 80 years old and you fracture your larynx... I don't know what the comeback is like. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of like as hard as Aaron Rodgers is going to be yeah. to come back from an Achilles. I would imagine. Not according to him. You know, yeah. no, he by, thinks he's coming back. By the way, yeah. um, we're going to send Funchy out for the Powerball jackpot today, $1.2 But you can also win money here. Million Dollar Mondays is back on 710 thanks to Hollywood Park Casino. Listen every Monday during the season for your chance to win. All you have to do is give us your Super Bowl prediction, both teams and the final score, and you could be winning a million bucks. And just for playing, you'll get two tickets to a game at SoFi. So that'll be a good consolation prize or good appetizer, as they Mm -hmm. say. Million Dollar Mondays on 710 ESPN, presented by Hollywood Park Casino. Eat, drink, play. All right, Laura, now play the music because now we're going to send Funchy on the streets. Well, we might have an issue here. Okay, what happened? What is do? Does anyone have any cash? Yeah, I got cash. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Cash. I got cash. Cap, I got you cash. always have cash. No, I don't know why. Lately, for some reason, I've been going to the ATM and I've been taking out like enough cash to get me through like more than enough weeks. Like, but do you? Do you are, we, are we sending them out on the streets well, to try to win? Well, the only time yeah, I ever need cash. Tickets. Yeah, the only time I ever need cash is like to. I have one person I pay in cash. Hundred and twenty dollars. Cleaning lady. Yeah, cleaning lady. Me too. Hundred and twenty bucks. Wow, that's all you pay your cleaning lady. Yeah, is that not good? How many hours does she clean? It's like four hours. What? Oh my God, Cappy. Yeah. Cappy. What? Her number? You got to, yeah. Yeah, seriously. seriously. Does she Why? drive all the way up to me? Yeah. Yeah. Tell me? You got to pay her like at least 200. Yeah, at least 200. Well, I'm going to tell you guys something. So this this girl. How long has she been with you? So she'd been with me a really long time. Okay. And this girl. Different. So she probably she, charges everybody else way more. Well, here's, yeah. let me tell you guys a quick story. Yeah. So this girl lived with us 
when my daughter was, my last daughter was born. And she lived with us from the time my daughter was zero to six years old. She mm. lived in our house with us, okay? Okay, well, that's different. Okay, so now, wait a second. So she goes mm-hmm. home. She goes home to her home in Mexico because she had been saving money for so long that her and her family were building a hotel in their hometown because there were a lot of soccer tournaments that were coming to their hometown and people didn't have any place to stay. Yeah. So she built this hotel with her and her sisters, right? She comes back from Mexico. And she said to me, I don't have any jobs. I need jobs. I said, come with me on a Saturday night. I'm going to introduce you to a whole bunch of people. So she came to a house party with me. She now works literally for like seven of my friends. Every day, she's got a job. Every day. So so I'm sort of her agent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm kind of her agent. Like, I should maybe take 10%, maybe. <laughs> Wait, take 10%? She's already g- doing you a favor by doing 120 bucks for four hours. I mean, is that really not? Is That's that not good? a lot. It's, it's not. not. At least that, two bills. Yeah, is that really? including yeah. a tip? No, I mean, every week I give her extra money. And you but, got a you big know. house. Nah, I mean, but there's only me and my daughter in it, so it's usually not very dirty. There's really no, not much to do. No, but four hours, you usually pay by the hour, and it's like 50 bucks an hour. No, I don't think it's $50. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, bro. No way. Well, my mom, yeah. Okay, my mom used to That's clean houses when, yeah. and I used to go when I was little, I used to go with her to clean houses, you know, because she didn't have someone to take to care help. of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and back then, she was making, yeah. Good money, and that yeah. was around the money you were paying her. So this yeah. is, you know, I'm, I'm I mean, listen, I, I yeah, it's at least two hundred. I don't think so, man. I don't think. I really like, don't. I'm just saying that's like the going rate so. is like You're forty, fifty bucks. So bad. But here's the thing, though, Cap. Here's what You're saves such, you. Such a jerk. Here's what saves you. I don't think it is. Jerk. I don't think it is. She probably, she, she, yeah, she probably feels too jerk. bad charging you more, asking yes. for more. No, yeah, you live I, in a nice neighborhood too. No, but listen, all your friends pay her that little. Like you know, I don't know about that. So here's what I do. I say to her, they better be charging her. She better be charging them way more. So the night, the night that I took her to this, I took her to a party. Yeah. You know, and I said, hey, I want you to come to this party with me. We'll pay you to come to the party. You know, you'll help out a little bit. And um, and then you're going to have tons of jobs. And these people, I was like, I kept saying to her, I was like, Sarah, these guys are really rich. So charge them more. Because I told them, I told them like $30 an hour. But which, not me. Well, I didn't ever really said that. But but I actually never knew that I was underpaying her. I love much. my cleaning lady, yeah. Maria. Yeah, I didn't know I was underpaying her like that. I love my cleaning lady, Maria, and my hairstylist, Teresa. Teresa. Oof. Yeah. Teresa's the best. Speaking of hairstylists, Sara. take a look at this right here. Yeah, you dyed it. Yeah, oh yeah, dark. I, I noticed the, the cut, Yeah. and I felt like because you cut, it looked darker, no, but no. it was because you dyed it. I want my hair yeah. to be as dark as your hair. I want people to look I only at have us. One, like, that little... would look in, unnatural, and it would wash you out, Cap. I want people to look at George and I. And say, uh, those guys are brothers. Those guys are like brothers. <laughs> Look at those two. Look at them. See, it's not like if I showed up with a full head of, of gray hair, mm, they'd, be like, they'd be like, that's his father. You yeah. know, but now with my hair all dyed you black like this, brother. I mean, look at now yeah. that it's dyed, now I look like brother. You know, maybe older brother. Yeah, so. older, older brother. All right, listen to me. Funchy, mm-hmm. we have to talk about this for a quick so second. So that means I'm going to have to Venmo you. If you have the, the cash for Funch, then I'll Venmo you. All right, how That's much are you putting in, time. George? How much? There's a billion, too. I don't know. Now think about I'll this. I'll put in 20 bucks. Think about this. I think oh, I only geez. have like. We have had billion dollar lottery winners. I don't ever carry winners. cash, so here's what I got billion dollar lottery winners. $12 is all I got in 12 cash. 12 bucks? How That's about, all I got in cash. We each put in 10. We each put in 10 then. All right, look. You just put uh, in 10. I'll What's the guy? We're not going to win again in California. Right. Yes, we are. The okay? Altadena guy won the bill. Dreams. Right. The, the, and then there was someone downtown else. Downtown LA? Yeah, you downtown LA won? You know what my mom you give says? Me 10 bucks? We All have right. just as good of a chance as everybody else. Right. Maybe it should be, why not us? 
All right, ten dollars from George. George is in. I'm a Venmo you ten bucks right now. You're in for ten. I'm gonna keep these two dollars and give them to your cleaning lady. I'm in for ten. You know, let me tell you something. I'm in for ten. But wait a second, Laura. (laughs) Come on, you and I. Where were we today for lunch? Where did we go? We went to Grand Central Market, and it was great. And you know what? This guy gave me this. This guy, this chef, made me the most incredible fresh like tostada Tostada. right there on the spot. Mm. He cut up all this chicken, lettuce and tomato and and you know cilantro and and onions and and avocado everything over it. And how much was that? Do you know? It was under ten dollars. It was it was nine dollars. Do you guys know why he got the tostada? Because they don't have it on the menu. Right, because there was this girl. He was being a chismoso. There was this girl standing there, and I'm like, yo, girl, what'd you get? And yeah. she opened she opened up the box, and I'm like, that's what I want. And she's like, oh, well, they don't really have this on the menu. They just make this for me. And then Laura said to the dude in Espanol, yo, you make that for my boy? You know? And then there was a bunch of laughing, like, where they thought that I didn't understand what they were saying. You know what I mean? But I knew I what they were saying. I didn't say anything wrong. No, no, but then he said something like... Like, you know, like, what are you, hanging out with this white guy? That's and you, not what he said. And you said. were like, no, it's my father's friend or Nothing. something. Did he call you a gringo? No, he yeah. actually didn't. Nonetheless. The tacos. The taco, the thing was $9. I gave the guy 20 bucks, and he gives me back $11. If he gives me back two fives and a one, I give him a five, maybe six. But he gives me a 10 and a one. All right, here's the 10. All right, go ahead. Oh, well, based on what you Look pay your cleaning you. lady, I figured you'd give her the one. No, and then when I walked outside, there was some kidding, homeless yeah. dude playing a drum, and I gave him the one. He wasn't Damn even well. playing the drum at the time. I'm like, yo, bro, start playing. <laughs> it's true. All right, Funch, if you're going to go find us lottery tickets where we can win a billion, too. Uh-huh. We're just going to go to one place, though. Yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. Is it the place with the bars on the windows? You want me to go there? Yeah, because that's what Beto <laughs> says is the only right, way go, to I'll win. go there. I'll go there. Beto says you can't win if you go to a nice place. I mean, we didn't win last time and he went there. No, I oh, thought okay. last time he went to, um, oh, no, you did. You went I went to, that, that I went to like yeah, three different places, yeah. All right, I got 10 bucks for me, 10 okay. bucks for baseball, 10 bucks for Sedano. Are you in, Laura? No, I'm not in this. I'm putting 10 bucks in for you. No. No, because you bought me lunch today. You know that, that Laura. Yeah, but that's not why I bought you lunch. She, I know, but she. But now I'm yeah. buying you lottery tickets. Wait, let, there's, let a yeah. there's a development. There's a development. I'll pastor. Kathy, there's a development. Carlo just said... He has the winning tickets from last time we did this, and we can cash those in too to put on top of it. How oh, many? You go. What did we win? I think we had like six bucks or something that's like six that. Six bucks, right? Hell to really? the yeah. Hell yeah. to the that's, that's like three tickets right there. Yeah. All right. So wait. So we got four. Everybody's call, in for Carla. ten bucks. What about you, Funch? I'll put in ten. Yeah. Okay. Ten bucks. All right. We got fifty. Yeah. By the way, Funchy got the first donut today. Thank you, Sadat. Where did they go? Appreciate that, man. I was like, where did the donuts go? I walked all around this Grand Central place today, bro, looking for empanadas. Yeah. Ain't no empanadas all up in it. And I appreciate you, Cappy. Well, I didn't want to bring you any of those donuts because I didn't want to eat any of them. They were good. I'd already had these two Al Pastor tacos, and I had I was full. And then I was like, I want something else. You know that there's a place in there called the Egg Slut. He's did you oh, know yeah. this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Egg yeah. Slut. Have you ever heard famous. of this? That Have place ever... used to have like lines yeah. around the block. Oh when my it was god! Open. I walk in, I see this place called Egg Slut, and I'm like. Oh, hell nah. So I go walking right up to the guys. I'm like, what's up, egg slut? I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, what's up, dude? Uh, And I freaking was sitting there yelling egg slut over and over and over again at the chef at the egg slut. He (laughs) was like, what is happening? (laughs) Right. The chef's like, yo, what's up, dog? I'm like, yo, let me get one of them egg slut sandwiches. Home B. That's kind of rude. Why? Just the way you said it, I feel like. Really? I didn't think he thought it was rude. He was fist egg bumping slut me. Sandwiches. Yeah, he was head he was fist bumping me and everything. <laughs> guy loved me. I think Laura even took video. <laughs> I did. I did. Carlo has all the content. I was you like, know? what the hell's she doing? Talking he egg was, slot over he here. He was so excited. I felt like I took a little kid to Disneyland for the first time. When I mean, he have you ever heard slut. of this place before? I've not. No. Me neither. And really? Laura was like, You've never heard of egg slut? 
Egg you slut? just wanted no. to yeah. be able to say that word. Yeah, it was great. There was one in Vegas. It. Yeah, great. I mean, what kind of what a great name for a place. <laughs> the food's really good too. I didn't get bomb one of those brioche. Yeah. I want to get one of those brioche bomb breakfast yeah. sandwich yeah. deals. Yeah. yeah, I'll go back next yeah, we week. Gotta go. All right. All right, we got to go. Radio Tinder's up next. We'll do the Raiders talk and uh, how they may be taking the wrong approach here at 545. Thanks, Christopher. Tough for me to do that today. I have no voice. Yeah, how was the uh, 91 Degrees show last night? It was amazing. 98. It was great. So much better than I could have expected. Nick Lachey still hot AF. All those guys could get down. Like, I was, I was very impressed. Really? How old are those guys? Uh, they're probably in their mid-40s. Impressive. They looked great. Oh my gosh, they did like a medley, like a TRL, tribute to TRL medley, mm-hmm. where they did like Britney Spears, Backstreet Boys, Insync, the Thong Song by Cisco. Oh hell yeah! It was great. Anybody throw uh, undergarments on the stage? No, but they did this one little uh, number where they had like they each had like a girl, one of the ladies in the audience come out on the mm-hmm. stools and they sang to them. Oh really? It was adorable. Yeah, yeah. that's cute. Chris that's nice. was really Morales was really wishing that. Was one he of those doing? Him. Was he doing like his whole like dance? Oh, move? he was so excited really? the whole time, and yeah. he was like, "Nick's singing to me. He's pointing at me." That's great. I like to bring a big old industrial sized bra and throw it up on the stage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, so they're, they're in Beverly the Hills show. on Friday. So, you know? you know, you could still go to that. They're and in Bev Hills on Friday. They're in San Diego on Sunday. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Mm. No, Pink was down in San Diego last night. And then she's up here tomorrow night. Yep. I'm sure Mace is going to that because he, he did say Pink. that. Yeah, yeah. And then I, you know, Coldplay was down. I mean, that's what yeah, they do, Coldplay. right? Coldplay. Yeah. I don't. I don't really get Coldplay. I don't either. I mean, but everybody I know went to these shows. They're and like loves to them. me. I, the first time I heard them, like yeah. many, 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 many years ago, I thought it was U two. I was just gonna say they're kind of like a younger U two ripoff, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, I don't I've always felt that way. I know Coldplay fans get really mad when I you say that. Yeah, they don't sound anything like U two. Well, people care. people are like religious about their concerts because they yeah. put on like crazy shows. I guess. But yeah. I don't know. I sent Julia Nick the Stick for Nick the Stick's birthday. To Coldplay? Yeah, Coldplay. Mm. I, I feel like that's. I'm surprised that they would want to go to that. I oh, feel like Coldplay, I'm like you. young, younger people don't really like Coldplay. Yeah, I don't know. I think she just I wanted to do something for his birthday. Yeah. I was like, what? She wanted me to take them to Disneyland, but I was like, what do I have to do? Like show up to the gate at Disneyland, get yeah. you guys in, and then leave? You yeah. probably have a bunch of tickets, but whatever. We don't need to get I don't that. know how to use them. Yeah, we know. know. We you don't know how to use anything. I just figured out how to use my ESPN email on my phone. Good job. And I did it by myself for something free. Good job. What do you mean, something free? I'm sure. Oh no no yes I I had to I had to send to Boise State I said hey I'm coming to the game this weekend you know I want to be on the blue field during the game yeah yeah I'm like so I need to apply for credentials you know but I didn't want to send it from my Gmail account you know and then right, go, right. I had to do it from my ESPN account and they're like ooh guy from ESPN is coming to Boise State this we're weekend gonna, we're gonna definitely credential him ooh ESPN Los Angeles is I showing saw up that at Boise ESPN State ESPN and the uh, the the sender and they're like right. oh we gotta open subject this line yeah big espn star coming to boise big state star. this weekend big star mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right baseball all right so tops announced today that a new special edition line of baseball cards will drop tomorrow the joy of baseball in collaboration with the mlb and bob ross estate you know bob ross like the little painter with the afro and he did oh, yeah. the happy little trees happy little trees and he oh, was yeah. on pbs uh-huh. i used to watch that when i was younger because i don't know why i just found it fascinating he hold like the 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 i don't know what it was like a piece of cardboard with like red and yellow it's like a palette yeah. yeah i don't know what it was yeah. that thing and he just yeah i know and he would just is. like dab on the the canvas right. and it would all of a sudden turn into a masterpiece that was a great fro by the way great fro so anyway um tops is releasing these uh Bob Ross Joy of Baseball cards where they're going to be um, they're going to feature players in front of backgrounds of Bob Ross landscape paintings. Mm. So they look kind of cool. Um, and they're going to be available online on tops.com starting tomorrow 
at 9 a.m. Pacific time and only while supplies last. But it had me thinking, were you guys baseball card collectors growing up? Swipe left or swipe right, George? Uh, swipe left, yeah, all the time. The ice cream man used to come right. through the neighborhood and uh, I'd get an ice cream. And a pack of baseball cards with that really hard, awful gum. Yeah, the gum was bad because the first like five seconds, you're like, mm. Mm. no, oh god, this gum is very first. chalky. Yeah. This gum is horrible. It was very right? chalky. Like five yeah. minutes in, five seconds in, you're yeah. like, this, this is no good. Um, I'll swipe right. Also, I collected baseball cards when I was a kid. Now, a lot of guys that I know that collected baseball cards as kids, they still have their cards in mint condition, oh, no, in like shoe boxes. And I have a cousin. True story. I have a cousin that's had these baseball cards for like 40 years. He estimates he has about half a million dollars in baseball cards. Now, I have one loose leaf binder, one, with about 100 or so cards from probably like 1981-ish, like a lot of Yankees, Willie Randolph and Bucky Dent and those kind of Yankee guys, Dave Winfield, Reggie Jackson. Those are the overproduction days, the, the cards that aren't worth much. I don't think they're worth much. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't think that they're worth very much. But I have like one binder from the time I'm like 12 years old and somehow, 40 years later, I still have this thing. My brother, my dad, and I collected, like obviously my dad when he was younger, and he's got some pristine like Mickey Mantle rookie cards and these are like these holy grail cards he's got like a little um cigar box with probably like 10 or 15 of them that he when he moved they were somehow like lost in the shuffle that we've been trying to track down that my dad finally tracked down and in that process my brother he found a whole bunch of other ones and he's sending them in to get graded and it's this whole thing because you got to pay to get them graded and they're not worth anything unless they're graded but it's funny because so many people that collected cards that are my age think that they have cards from like the 80s and 90s that are worth all this money and none of them are worth anything from that era because they made so many of them i also when i was a kid they used to have these um this brand called drake's does anybody remember that brand was a cake like a coffee cake and like a devil dog and like these kinds of you know bad things that for whatever reason my mom had in the house and they used to have baseball cards in the Drake's cakes, like Yankee Doodles. Right. You know, these little chocolate dry cupcakes with this white cream in the middle. And I've got all those cards, too. I, I would be curious to know if, I, I don't think anything's worth much, really. But um, I don't know, maybe there's a couple in there worth a few dollars. My, my good ones from that I like would actually want, they may not be worth anything, but like my Manny Ramirez rookie card and stuff. I was so dumb when I was little. I was so like... OCD about my cards. I numbered them like an idiot. Who writes oh, on their baseball on cards? cards. Yeah. Now mine are in like um, like the binder. Like yeah. there's like three per row, and there's that plastic bindery thing. Yeah, yeah. They're all in great shape, but it's like my one binder of baseball cards. Yeah, I've got way too many of them. Anyway, um, so I was listening to ESPN Cleveland this morning, like I do every day. Cleveland mm-hmm. alert. Yep. And the guys on my favorite show, The Really Big Show, had an interesting conversation about packing for a trip. They brought up how many pairs of underpants they bring with them while traveling. Mm-hmm. One of the guys said that he packs twice as many pairs as days he would be oh, gone. Oh, no, that's too much. No, that's good. I'm with him. And then another one said, well, I, however many days I'm gone, I'll pack one per day plus two just in case. Mm-hmm. And then another yeah, guy was just reasonable. like... Another guy was like, oh, I just pack one per day, which I feel like that's like way low. So instead of having you swipe, what is the correct amount of underwear to pack on a trip? I, I would I usually pack at least one, maybe two more than I need. But that's about it. Like two is probably the appropriate number. See, I have a standard, which is two pairs on the pants a day. Yeah, because, that sounds right. Because you need to have like first you work out in the morning, then you shower, clean up, then you put on a pair on the pants. Right, but don't you normally go into that like... Go like don't you bake that into what you're packing? Is yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, right. So here's what, she so, means extra beyond what you would normally no, the take. Qu- the question well, total. is well, total, right? So yeah. so okay, I'll tell you right now. I'll be honest about it. Right, 
I'm on my third pair on the pants today. Oh my goodness. <laughs> is there any reason for that? Or is that just because you're like, is it, the, was there an incident? The, to, no, here's what happened. I woke up this morning. I think I told you guys earlier, I couldn't find my workout yes, gear. That, this so was I, not so normal I, day. So I wore, I wore underpants. And then after that, I, they were sweaty, so I wasn't going to wear them. Then I put on a clean, fresh pair of underpants. Then I went for this really long walk in downtown LA. And this is like from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. And when I got back, I was soaked sweating, so then I had to change another pair of underpants. And now I'm on my third pair, okay? And I hope that, uh, I hope I'm safe because I'm out of underpants for today. Well, hopefully you don't have any more incidents. Right. So, so I would say you should have two pairs of underpants a day, guaranteed. Then what you do is you throw in the extra, like George is saying. So for me, on a two-day excur- excursion, I got seven pairs of underpants. Yeah, that seems excessive, but... I guess it's better to be safe than sorry. And underpants don't take up that much space in your luggage. No. You know? Seven pairs, two days. By the way, Cap, um, you know that I live downtown now. So when you were walking, I was out walking Chewy at that time. I'm surprised I didn't run into you. Yeah. Um, I went down. I had to go down to like the federal building, like down on like, uh, I don't know, the fourth and flowery kind of I won't area. say where I live, but I live pr- very close to here. Yes, you do. I saw your new building today. Yeah. So. It was pointed out to me. Just saying. Hmm. Uh, so Fancy, last one here. Bougie. Jake Paul wasn't too impressed with your boy Canelo Alvarez's latest performance oh, over the weekend. Of course, boring. Canel put the beat down on the much smaller Jermel Charlo, uh, who moved up two weight classes to face off against Canelo. And throughout the fight, Canelo was able to back down on Charlo, and he coasted to a unanimous decision victory. Well, Jake Paul, you know, he posted, of course, on Instagram saying that he said, "Just wait until Canelo gets my power." He said he didn't see anything from him that he didn't think that he could beat himself. So, he thinks he can take on Canelo. Do you think that Jake Paul would win a fight with Canelo? <laughs> Come on. What's the uh, what, what's, what's his height and weight, Jake Paul? Uh, let me look this up. I, mean, I, know, I feel I, like he's a lot he, bigger he than like him. like six, six feet and change and like, like 185, 190 pounds and change? I mean, he's like much, much bigger than Canelo. Um, interesting point, too, about this. Somebody made like a mock-up of it, like Canelo versus Jake Paul in the sphere because Dana White said today that he wants to have UFC fights in the sphere because everyone's going crazy about the sphere. Yeah, the sphere's nuts. And I feel like that'd be a great place to have fights, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, I told you the W... I don't know if you heard me. Maybe you weren't in here. Um, the WWE is going to do an event at the sphere. Yeah, I so why doesn't do UFC? I'm, I'm sure, sure they will. will. I'm sure yeah. they're going to. I yeah, mean, eventually. Dana White owns Vegas, right? Yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, by the way, Jake Paul is 6'1", and... Uh, He's got to be 200 and change, right? Isn't he 205? Maybe he fights at a heavyweight, doesn't he? He does. He doesn't even have his freaking weight. Well, I, he's here. a lot bigger. Yeah. I mean, he's a lot bigger than Canelo. Big guy. Canelo's shorter. You know, six fights, one one eighty five. Yeah, fights at one, fights at one sixty eight. I still would expect Canelo to destroy Jake Paul. I don't care how much bigger he is. It, boxing match. He. I, I think Canelo destroys him. You, you you box all these UFC fighters who aren't boxers, and you win these fights. That's one thing. You fight a real fighter, a world-class, maybe best pound-for-pound fighter on the planet, you're a dead man. Yeah, he's not going to... I mean, it's going to be a disaster. I do have an ignorant question. Once you get to heavyweight, is there a limit on how much you can weigh? No, you can be as big as you want. Oh, so, I mean, they could totally do this. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, there were times when... I mean, think about, like, when Mike Tyson weighed, like, 220 and uh, Riddick Bowe weighed, like, 250, 260. You know, I mean, uh, these guys... And he still beat him. Yeah, but also, like, you know, you think about Buster Douglas, who probably, if you go back and look at that fight, he may have been 240, 250. He was definitely bigger. I know in UFC they have a super heavyweight division, but they've never used it. Oh, really? Yeah, and I'm pretty sure there's a limit with UFC. 
But, you know, that's just interesting that somebody that much bigger could fight somebody in heavyweight division and, you know. Well, that's how Evander Holyfield, you know, moved up. He was always a cruiserweight. Cruiserweight was like 185 to like 205. And then Evander would have to get to like 210 to fight as a heavyweight. Yeah, what is the heavyweight? I think it's I think it's 205, I okay. think. I think. I have to check. All right. Well, that's, uh, that's it for Radio it. Tinder. All right. Very nice. What do you think of Radio Tinder, George? It was good. Solid. I'm looking up the weight class thing. Let me know what you find out. Let me see. I think heavyweight's 205 and above. Uh, weight I think, division. I think cruiserweight is 185-ish to like 205-ish. Something like that. We we should go to... We should get... Cruiserweight is 200 pounds. Okay. Has you. to be minimum. Okay. So, yeah, about two... I, I would guess... It says heavyweight unlimited, but I don't know what like the starting... Yeah, I feel what's like the it's minimum? 210 or 220. Maybe I'm wrong. Amateur boxing is over 201. Is oh, heavyweight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should get JT the Brick, and we should go to this Jake Paul Canelo fight. That probably will happen at the Sphere, and I'll make a make a weekend of it. Um, if Canelo wants to make more money than he'll ever make just in a real fight, he should go fight Jake Paul. Because instead of making forty million or fifty million, he probably makes seventy or eighty million. Seriously. Yeah, and that other uh, promotion could could put it on the one that Francis Ngannou went to, because they're paying you know they're p- paying Francis all that money with the Saudi money. Oh, yeah. If it's Saudi money, do yeah, it. Yeah, let's do it. Make it happen. Yeah, we were also opposed to Saudi money when it was Live Golf Tour. Now everybody's like, yo, if you got money for me, Saudis, I'll take it. I still wouldn't take it. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> I mean, we know you'd take I'd it. Do. Then I could pay my housekeeper more. Think about how sweet I would be. Just pay her more. If the <sighs> that is paid me. That is Radio Tinder, brought to you by our friends at Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning small batch premium sipping tequila made from the finest mature agaves. Available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com, and demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. You should give her some of that extra añejo you have over there at the house. Uh, none left, unfortunately. None left. You need to, need to restock on some tequila you mandala. You should buy some. I don't know about that. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> It's not getting nuts. We do need to meet with them, but I know your, your schedule is Brainstorm. Yeah, that's Cappy. what Cappy's going to brainstorm, how he can get more product. Yep. You guys did see the Jim Nance video yesterday. I never did see it. Oh, I, no, I, we I, didn't see it. I wish I could Hello, sh- friends. I wish I could, like, put it out publicly. No, no, no. no, no. But do I can't do that. That's how you got excommunicated from Canelo. Right, yeah. I, won't do that yeah. to, I won't do that to Jim. Next thing you know, Jim will be like, oh, this Cappy guy. No. Who is no. this guy? No. And he <laughs> He's not my entourage. And he sent me such a message today. He sent me such a lovely message because, you know, it was a year ago that his mom died and she was a big margarita fan. And so he was having margaritas last night with the tequila mandala. So. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Cappy. Yes, sir. Don't forget, Sedano and Cap are celebrating Fuel Up Tuesday with Andrew Whitworth at 7-Eleven. Join us in the city of Covina on Tuesday, which is next Tuesday, October 10th, for a live broadcast from 4 to 7 at the 7-Eleven on the corner of Arrow and Hollenbeck. Stop by for a chance to meet Super Bowl champion Andrew Whitworth at 4 o'clock, plus ticket giveaways, free small Slurpees, and $1 slices of pizza, and quarter-pound hot dogs. Sedano and Cap, live from 7-Eleven in Covina, 1481 West Hollenbeck Avenue on Tuesday, October 10th from 4 to 7 from Bud Light and 710 ESPN. Circle of Trust needs to be activated. Oh, dude, you got to come out for a Slurpee. I got to try the 7-Eleven pizza. Who knows? We may find great pizza. We don't know. We have no idea for sure at this point. So, all right, let's do it. I think it's good. So, Tuesday, come hang out with us. Covina, there you go. Aaron Hollenbeck, be there or be square. But be circle, so you're not square. Thank you, Christopher. That thing you Breaking do, Cappy. Breaking my heart into a million pieces. You do do that to us every day, yeah. it feels you like. You always do. Funchy's on the phone. You want to talk to him? Oh, beautiful. He's going to help us win a billion, too. Yeah, I think he needs to know what numbers we are, want him to pick. Is that what you want? You want us to know what numbers you should pick? 
No, I, I I did a quick pick just to make it easier. Oh, okay. What what do you got? Oh, Funchy on like the street. Of, uh, I got a bunch of ones. I got a bunch of twelves and twenties on these uh, tickets. Excuse me, just really quick. Those- Hold on, Funch. I have a question. You mean to tell me that What's you up? took the money? And you just had yeah. quick picks. You didn't even like give us a chance to say, hey, my lucky number is 17. What's your lucky number? Uh, 18. 18. Laura? 15. 24. Okay. You didn't even give us a chance? No, Funchy, you did fine. No, this is like what he did to, to Beto yeah. last week. When he didn't, he didn't give Beto a chance to order the sushi he wanted. No, he just no. walked in and was like, give he me a did. bunch of California rolls. That's not oh, what happened. Is that what happened? Don't hate on a bunch. Don't hate on me, baby. Oh, I won't hate on a bunch. <laughs> Don't hate on a bunch. I won't hate I on a Funchy. I ain't got nothing but love in my heart for you, Funch. So yeah. I'm really, I'm really in like down deep downtown and like very, the kind of scary part of downtown. Where, where <laughs> is this? Where are you? People smoking weed. I'm like uh, Grand Avenue and Pico. Okay, like maybe I don't know, 15 minutes away from the station. Why? What'd you do? Run there? There's people smoking weed. He well, says. Why do people smoke weed everywhere. Right. Here, I saw Funch. people smoking weed here today in the office. Yeah. What, what is? There's bars on the window here at the, at the liquor store. So <laughs> I, I got Dixo here. Did you drive somewhere? No, man, I walked. He is pretty quick. He's he fast, quick. bro. Like, yeah, I yeah. can't keep up with him in the hallway. He, you know, he's a very sensitive funch. <laughs> he really is. He's a highly sensitive funch. He's an HSF. And the thing is, is that yesterday, yesterday he almost cried when he didn't get an empanada. Today, I, I gave him donuts. I know. Today, he's petrified on the streets. <laughs> he's like, there's right, bars man, out I the blend, windows. I blend in. I blend, if, if I look like Cappy, I would be scared. <laughs> <laughs> you might look like me and be scared, but you know... Scared, say scared. You feel me? I hear you. I hear you, man. Hey, even though I look like this, I'm, I'm still scared. <laughs> All right, Funchy. All right, get back safe, okay? Thank you, Funch. Oh, wait, Funch, uh, how much was the uh, our winnings from last time when you cashed them in? He's oh, gone. He gone. He yeah. I think it was like 10 bucks, actually. Oh, okay. Well, there Seriously, you go. brother is an HSF. A highly sensitive funch. All right. Don't hate on a funch. I love <laughs> now, that. Now, you know who are also highly sensitive funches? <laughs> Tell me. The Raider fans. Yeah, what's the story now? I mean, they are just like, they're they're beside themselves. Rightly so. Losing to the Chargers. Mm-hmm. The way they did. And the way they did. Couple that. I mean, there's a lot of chatter right now in these like Raider fan circles at yeah. the moment. Speaking of circles mm-hmm. earlier. The question I have for you. If you were the Raiders, if you were Mark Davis... Do you want them to go back to Jimmy Garoppolo in week five? Or do you just say, let's see what these kids got. Maybe we take our shot at Caleb. Remind me, and I know you don't know this off the top of your head. I don't think you do. Yeah. Remind me what they paid Jimmy Garoppolo. I think it was like a two-year deal. So I just want to know like what the guaranteed money was. Okay. I'll look it up right now. Because here's why. Oh, three years. Okay. How much? $67 million, but none of that is, I don't know how much of that is actually... uh... I'm, I'm sure the number is probably like, call it $20 million, right? So look, do you think Aiden O'Connell can help you long-term better than Jimmy Garoppolo can? So Jimmy Garoppolo, by the way, his base salary this year is yeah. $1.165 million. Right, because he got all that guaranteed money, whatever that is. If you cut is. him this year, dead cap of $55 million. So you're okay. not doing that. Next year, still $28 million. Yeah. Here's what I would say. You ask a great question. If you're the Raiders and you're one and three right now, mm-hmm. and you're playing Monday night at home against Green Bay, yeah, and you saw what Aiden O'Connell did in the preseason, right, and you saw he what wasn't he did terrible to ter- his first start, George, he, he made a terrible mistake. I know, but but wait, he was sacked six times. No, no, he was fighting for his life. Right. There's no question. So so here's what I would argue. Yeah. 
I, I would walk into Mark Davis's office and I would make this this argument. Yes, you spent money on Jimmy Garoppolo. Why? Veteran player has a an overwhelmingly winning record. And you, you signed him because Josh McDaniels was like, hey, I helped raise this kid in the early parts of his career. Yeah. I know him. He knows me. He yeah. knows my system. There were all these reasons pointing to why you right. wanted Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, I get it. Having him on your roster, even if he's a backup, is okay yeah. because Aiden O'Connell is a first-year guy, and you might, and I'm just saying it like this, you don't have the roster around him. Right. You don't have the coaching staff around him. Yeah. But couldn't Aiden O'Connell become possibly – what Brock Purdy has become. Don't get me wrong, not undefeated. I just mean an unexpected starting quarterback who, by the way, is very inexpensive. Yeah, and by the way, if you're going to cut Garoppolo... Which I don't know that you're going to be able to do. Not this year. But you'd have to do it before 2025. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can do that, your cap, your dead cap space is only $12.8 million. But that means you got to hold on to him next year, too. I would so say... you're not drafting... Here's the thing. You've kind of put yourself in a bind. Why they spent all this money on Jimmy Garoppolo? I told you at the beginning, and you fought me on this. I was like, what are you doing? Like, just tank for Caleb. Play this kid Aiden O'Connell. Well, guess what? They may not intentionally be tanking for Caleb, but they might be so bad that they could find themselves That's in that position. That's what I said from the beginning of the season. Every Raider fan said I was a hater. Because nobody wants to admit that they're going to intentionally tank. Everybody wants to believe that they have a chance, you know? And if you're the Raider fans, you've been so bad for so long. God. And listen, you want to know what Mark Davis You've got Davis Caleb is? right there. He took a picture of your, of your stadium on his Instagram on media day. Do you want to know what the biggest mistake the Raiders have made in the last, call it, three, four years? What's that? When they fired Gruden. Yeah. Do you remember? Rich Bisaccia. Rich Bisaccia. The, the team loved him. The players played for him. Yeah. All this stuff I'm saying about how the Rams players are playing for McVay, mm-hmm. the Raider players played for Basaccia. Yeah. He was a short guy who had a tough guy attitude. Um, he had been around the league for a long time. He'd worked the special teams, which meant that he probably knew every player on the roster, and they balled out for that guy, and he wasn't a big enough name for Mark Davis. And you know what? When you're a bad owner, you know what you do, George? You make bad decisions. Yeah. And you hire the wrong people. Yeah. Mark Davis, he got the team a new stadium. He didn't have to pay for it. He took over Las Vegas. He quadrupled his net worth. But I'll tell you right now, just a terrible sports owner. He's not a good sports owner. No, he's not. He's, yeah. he's in the same category of the guy he tried to partner with on a stadium in Carson, Dean Spanos. Terrible owners. Yeah. They're not good. That's why they never win. It starts at the top, no doubt. Yeah, and I think how's the phrase go? Like the, uh, does it? Is there a phrase that says something like the fish stinks from the head or something like that? I mean, I don't know. Does anybody know that cliche? Does anybody know about smelly fish? No, Siri. No, no. I will say I I have to empathize, sympathize, whatever one of those choices of words is with Raiders fans as a Browns fan because I feel like we're kind of in the same boat. Yeah, we could talk more about this on the other side though. 